back to another episode of Oh That's Random Podcast. I am your host, That Guy Nerdy G, or just Nerdy G. Today, 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 let's get into it. And I want to talk about The Black Box, or just Black Box. It's a movie that is on Amazon Prime right now. And if you guys haven't seen it, I will recommend that you do see it. This is not a movie review or anything like that. But this is a movie that I just recently watched, and I think everybody should watch it. I like suspenseful movies that keep you thinking, that make you kind of want to tie it into some other things or whatnot. But just to give you a quick overall of what this movie was about, uh, this man lost his wife in a car accident. He was They had a child together. He undergoes some uh, experimental training treatments i'm sorry not training but treatments some experimental treatment and then it causes him to question who he really is you can read that on the internet there's no spoilers but there will be spoilers if you haven't if you haven't seen it but there will be spoilers um so if you don't want to hear the spoilers or if it's well put it this way still listen and still go watch the movie i have no ties to the movie whatsoever but it is a great movie, and I would watch it again. But the only reason I'm not here to talk about the entire movie because I just want to talk about uh, a certain part of the movie that will get you to thinking. And probably you've already thought about this before. Hell, I know I have. But um, they got a great cast: Felicia Rashad, which we know that's America's black mom, and then there's some new cast folks. Um, they did a real good job, real good job uh, acting. And there's a little girl in her name, Amanda uh, Christine. I think that's her name. Uh, she does an amazing job. So I'm pretty sure she's going to continue her acting career. And we'll see her on many more things to come. Um, yeah. So, but there's a part in this movie. Not even a part, but let's talk about this experimental treatment. Experimental treatments. How many of you out there are okay with being a part of an experimental treatment? Hell, I know we probably feel like we're in one right now with the COVID-19 and all the vaccines that are coming out so fast and they can stop that. And I know, you know, some of the notion is we've been fighting, we've been fighting HIV for over 30 years and you haven't come up with a vaccine for that or something to stop that, but less than a year. Or, yeah, less than a year you guys find a vaccine for COVID-19. And we're not even really sure if it works. In some instances out there, we've heard that, you know, some horror stories. Oh, this is what happened to me after I took the took the vaccine. Or, you know, we don't really know what we're dealing with. But, you know, hey, this experimental treatment. Everything is a practice, right? That's why they have their buildings where you go visit your doctor and it says this is a practice so there are in in reality we are kind of like lab rats to them and them being the medical field the medical industry because they're working in labs all day and they're testing some of these things out on mice and other animals and then go okay we're ready for the human trials and it's still a practice because not everybody chemical makeup is the same. Yeah. 
just let that soak in, you know. We're letting people practice on us, even though they went to school for eight plus years or whatever the case may be, college wise, after the fact, they're still practicing on us, which I understand why some people don't care for the young doctors, which, you know, some people don't care for the young doctors. Some people prefer their older doctors, and we think that they're going to be around forever, which we know they're not. And then, you know, all it takes is them say, you know what, I'm tired of this shit. And then there you go. You're back out on the market looking for a new doctor, which is probably as, you know, mind-wrecking as dating today. And it's probably the same as the dating world. You just don't want anybody looking under your hood, filling it around down there. So, but this movie right here takes us through a mind. I mean, it's suspenseful. And, I mean, you kind of pick up on some things. And then I'll tell you this. I kind of went left with this because the way that I thought it was playing, I thought it was playing off a little bit of the conjuring and then kind of mix it with, um, astral projection, which some of the parts that they did, which it seems like some of the parts that they did pull from, if you haven't read up on astral projection or you don't know anything about astral, astral projection, you should, um, it's pretty dope. I wouldn't recommend that you try any of the things, but some of the stories that, or out there about actual astral projection, you will see in some of these movies, and you'll see the idea and the concept, which is interesting. Uh, if it's true, if it's true, uh, I'm a believer, and I do believe in the higher up. And you know, you can't, you cannot not believe if one thing is all, is all going to be good. There has to be another side to that because everything that's good. You know, good and evil goes hand in hand. Right and wrong goes hand in hand. So you have to, if you believe the positive side, maybe, not maybe, yeah, maybe you have to believe the negative side. Maybe you have to believe that it exists. You don't have to acknowledge it, but I guess you just have to know that it exists, you know, good and evil. I guess the thing is, would you, would you allow, would you be, a guinea pig would you be a would you allow if you were in a accident and the government pulled you out and say hey i got this experimental i got this experimental thing i want to do on do uh make you it'll help you get your quality of life back would you do it not knowing what the symptoms or what the other side of that holds think about it like Okay, if it's like a robotic arm or something like that, I mean, okay. Which we do see that now, where they are making it a little bit better, where, you know, you attach the, you attach the robotic arm directly to the nub or whatever the case may be, and they have actual full function like it was their hand. M minus the feeling, I would guess, I would assume, because, yeah, it's it's a metal hand or it's a carbon fiber whatever they make those things out of one of those type of hands right so but they're getting better at it so it's not too long before we're going to see a true robocop or something like that walking terminator walking up and down the, sh the streets period you know i'm always the one to question things like that because you know like i say for every good there's you know for every positive intent or you know 
good side that there's going to be, there can be a negative side as well. And that negative side could be, hey, I'm doing this to help people come back to their quality of life and move forward and say they'll be okay. But then there's probably somebody out there trying to build an army of, uh, you know, psychobots or whatnot, you know. Let's just say if you got the far left extremists who just feels like the world needs to be cleansed or whatnot, and they get a hold of that technology, and then they make them a, a army of cyberbots. Uh, I don't know if you guys play Borderland. They can have a bunch of uh, Wilhelms running around here, crazy, psychotic, just want to blow shit up. And yeah, there you go. Voila. But you have to think twice about that. Type, twice about those type of things. Let's just say, for sakes, this one. Let's say in this movie, this was about the mind. And we know that the mind is a beautiful thing that we don't understand whatsoever. Um, you can go look. You can look. You, you can look it up. Now, there's many psychiatrists, many therapists. They'll tell you. There's many stories out there where a person was perfectly fine today. They go out tonight, get hit upside the head. They turn into a vegetable. They turn into, uh, you know, they start developing multiple multiple personalities. They are no longer themselves. How does that happen when, like I say, it's like not even... It doesn't even have to necessarily be, you know, a, a, a devastating blow to your head. You know, some people get in car crashes and their head's banging all the way around and they come out of that car crash and they're totally fine far as mental-wise. But there can be somebody who get hit in the head with a basketball or there's somebody can get hit in the head with a bat. And, you know, playing football the same way, you know, of course they keep getting hit and tackles and, that alter that 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 you know changes the way that they are as a person. Junior Seaf, I believe his wife before he passed, may him may he rest in peace. She was saying that you know that's what you know he he wasn't the same. He was different. You have to look at that like okay, the mind is the mind. We don't know we don't know what controls the mind. We don't know how the mind works. And they say we only use we use like what less than ten percent of our brain. So to go and mess with something, you know, that we only know 10% about or we can say we know everything about it, but we don't know how that other 90% works, then, yeah, that's, that's, I'm I'm staying away from something like that. Of course, I say, you know, I ask you, would you be in an experimental uh, type deal like that? But we wouldn't really know because nine times out of 10, you have an accident and they swoop in. And they say, hey, you're the perfect candidate. And they make they pull the trigger. You know, they might ask one of your loved ones if there's a loved one around. If there's not a loved one around, they probably just pull the trigger and figure that nobody's going to miss you or anything like that. My thing is, is that when they do things like that, because I believe that they're, I believe that they have done these things and pulled people from everyday life, uh, probably people that, you know, loners, do they put these people back into society once the experiment is complete? Or do they, you know, house them in uh, an insane asylum and try to monitor them that way? Or do, like like I say, I don't know, would they put them back out into the world knowing what, not knowing what possibly could or could not happen? 
I love a good horror movie. I love a good suspenseful movie. I love a good movie just in general that keeps me on my toes, keeps me thinking. And this is one of those, The Black Box is one of those movies. Um, am I going to say it's going to knock your socks all the way off? No, but it's entertaining. Like I say, I will watch it again. I will watch. I will watch it again. But tying it into the experimental treatment stuff, and like I say, you never know when you're experimenting on people. You never know what effect that they're gonna, what effect it's gonna have on a person. And to be able to put that out there in the world, it's. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't agree with doing experimental treatments unless, you know, you have some type of consent or. Even if we say, hey, we determined that a person may be brain dead or whatnot, and then you say, hey, I have a way to bring this person back or I have a way to wake this person's mind up and get this person to live it again, I'm skeptical because, you know, um, I say you can't stop what's supposed to happen. So even though that I say you can't stop what's supposed to happen, when it comes to entering the experimental treatment and then you say, is this going to happen? This person's brain dead. I can bring them back. If the person says no, then it's not meant to happen. But if the person says, one of the person's loved ones says yes, then it's meant to happen, right? So then, therefore, I'll be okay with it, I guess. I don't know. That would that would freak me out, though. That would, that would freak me out because you would question who that person is. Let's just say that person was brain dead, and then they brought the person back, and then the person just didn't seem normal. Or it's not a person that it's not the person that you remember, or the person seems like they're forgetful, or the person seems like they're off a bit. But would you want to live like that? Would you want to live with your? Would you Would you want to live with one of your loved ones not being how you remember them? If there was a way to bring your loved ones back, but at a cost it came, their personality wasn't one hundred percent the same. Could you live with that? Could you? I'm gonna answer the question. I don't think I could. I don't think I could because I'm. I wouldn't be sure of what is all in play there, right? Because if my person is not 100% the same, and there are some underlining, you know, things going on in there, then I don't. I, you know what? I'd just rather for you to pass. Let me mourn and go from there. I look at it as. Uh, I mean, we can bring in Game of Thrones. When old boy with the flaming sword, he was brought back to life. I know I'm talking uh, fictional right now. Um, but when he was brought back several times, he said it takes a little bit out of him. He's a little different every time. Even with Jon Snow, he said he was a little bit different uh, when he came back. So pretty much they bring you back from the dead or any other, you know, zombie-like movie where you die and then you come back and then you're pretty much a shell of yourself you're a shell of yourself or you know you got some disease inside your head that doesn't allow you to use your motor skills or anything like that i'll pass that's a hard pass for me i think i can get over a limb if you have to have a robotic arm as a limb or a robotic leg as a limb i think i can get past that part i think i i I mean, I got past the glass eye. My uncle had a glass eye when I was growing up, so I got past that. But when it comes to altering your mind, or not so much as, yeah, altering your mind or 
saying, hey, your personality or something like that, I'm scared. That's snuffleupagus, okay? Very scared because you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know. You don't know what you're gonna get. Maybe when you bring them back, you unlock that other ninety percent. Now, the ten percent that was keeping the other ninety percent locked up or locked away for whatever reason. Now, who knows? Maybe you got like superpower, super strength, or something like that. Um, you can read people's minds. Who knows? I'm not saying that we're all superheroes or we have superpowers or we have things like that. But it would be the unknown. The unknown piece would be. One that I would struggle with, you know, I have another saying, you know, it's better to be prepared for the unknown than not be prepared at all. But how do you prepare for something you don't even really know? I mean, possibilities are endless, which is why I love the container store. I know that was random. It's okay. It's cool. But think about it. You treat this person like an animal. You keep them in a cage. You keep them in a room. You keep them locked up. You monitor them for how however long, and then when do you when do you say it's okay to release them back into the world? We know that they have experiments that go on for years, years on end, and they keep them in these labs. Not only talking about animals, but we're talking about humans as well. Some of the studies that they do on people. Hey, we need to keep you for 90 days for $7,500. Tax-free. Think about that. 90 days, three months, $7,500. How much money are you going to make out on the, if you were at your regular job? Would you make $7,500 tax-free? And then you say, okay, for three months, I'm going to be surveillanced. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you're going to give me some experimental drug to use. Do we not find that strange? Do we not find that, I don't know, a little, a little different, a little off? Does that not concern you? Does that not make you wonder, like, what are we what are we really trying? And, of course, we know some of those people get placebos. But even when they get the placebo, they, they tend to mimic what symptoms that they may have, but they really don't have. How does that work? That's literally your mind telling you you can be a hypochondriac and say, oh, I have this, I have that, and you really don't. You can be in this study and they tell you what the symptoms are or they can tell you what the symptoms probably going to be. And then in your mind, you can manifest that and you start having those symptoms. No different from false confessions. (laughs) Ask the Innocence Project. There's no, it's, it's no difference from false confessions. It's no difference from when you leave a person in a room, you come in, you give them, a, you give them some details, some minor, some minor details, and then their mind can build the crime scene. And then, for whatever reason, when they know they wasn't there, they say that they were there, and then they confess because they're in a room for eight hours, cold or whatever, and they're using these tactics because the police or whomever yeah i'm gonna say police because the police doesn't want to get up the detective not the police but the detective which is probably one and the same whatever um they don't want to do their job they don't want to go out and find the real person so we have we have an escape goal right here fits the profile it's close enough let's go and not sure how much they're doing that in today's world 
but we know it was heavy in the 90s, the 80s, and the 70s and whatnot. You know, those were tactics to get people to falsely, you know, say that they were, that they did, that they committed crimes that they didn't do. But back to this, so if even if your mind can picture and create a crime scene in your mind can manifest these symptoms that because you're perfectly healthy in your mind can manifest these symptoms out of nowhere. Do we really want to mess with the mind that way? Or are these experimental things that they're doing, you know, they, they target, they target not wealthy people, of course, and they target people who are probably in need of money. And those who are willing to say, okay, hey, ain't nothing, ain't nothing going to happen to me, but I got $7,500. I got a place to stay for three months, and they're going to feed me and everything. And when I come out, I have $7,500, and I can go back to living with my mom. <laughs> but I got $7,500, and that should allow me to do whatever the heck I want to do. But it what? But it's seventy five hundred dollars. The cost. What? I mean, you paid that to do what? Or you got paid for that? But what does? What is the long term effect? What is the long term effect? I have migraines. I don't take migraine medication because I had one bad experience. One bad experience, and I refuse. I'm not a pill popper. I don't care for pills whatsoever. I did. Um, did uh, my doctor, me and my doctor, he was cool, he gave me a pill, uh, said, okay, we know that you have migraines, migraines, migraines are coming, um, and we, you know, they're they're intense, they're back-to-back. Um, I used to have them, you know, just a few times a month, and then they started increasing, and then so one day, I forget whatever the medicine he gave me, he prescribed me something, I picked it up, went home, he said, you know, take it, Take it if you feel it coming on or if you think that it's going to be something like that. I said, okay, cool. So I took the pill. And if I tell you when I took the pill, if I tell you it intensified my migraine to the point to where I was throwing up and I couldn't stand to hear myself breathe, I couldn't open up my eyes, I pretty much was in pain and I felt like I was getting ready to die. So from that point... No, I'm good on I'm good on pills. I'm good on experimental drugs or whatever. I know now they got the shot or they do Botox and all that. I'm good. You can keep that. You're not gonna anything that has to deal with my brain. I'm I'm cool. I'll just have to I have to work it out. My I have to work it out myself. I just don't know if I can do that. I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can sit here and and go let the government mind fuck me and change my personality and change what I am and who I am. I don't know if I can do that. Um, I don't know if I can do some shit like that. And my loved ones are looking at me like, I don't know that guy. I couldn't do it. Experimental drugs. I couldn't do it. I know we go, I know we do a lot more other things to ourselves, but when it comes to the brain, when it comes to being able to manifest things, like I say, you can manifest the hypochondriacs, that is, you know, that's one of the things, oh, I'm sick, I'm sick, I got this, I got that. And it's a mind thing when you see people who saying that, oh, no, you don't see this. That is crazy to me. But 
there so they believe what they see. The schizophrenics is unexplained. The multiple personality disorders is it's unexplained. But if you look at the conjuring, if you know a little bit about astral projection, you can kind of piece some things together and you can see how people have multiple personality disorders. You can see you if you believe in that, you can see that, you know, we are what is it, Legion, we are many and multiple personalities are many. You know, more than two, more than three. This world that we live in is beautiful. It's a creepy it's a creepy, beautiful world. There's so much uh there's so much to do, there's so much to enjoy. There's so many questions out there, and let them have them. <laughs> let them have them. Um, it's, it's it's a beautiful thing. I'm not going to be scared away. I'm not going to be deterred by any of this stuff, but I'm going to keep questioning, having open conversations, and thinking about these things. Uh, the movie Black Box is a good one. Watch it, and you'll probably you, you watch the movie. Then you'll understand where I'm coming from in this uh, random thought. And you'll see. You'll see. And spooky, creepy, whatever you want to call it. I'm going I'm I'm to I'm lean on the sides of uh, more suspenseful and creepy. Suspenseful, creepy, that's what I call this one. Uh, sometimes they put movies in certain genres that don't fit. But spooky, creepy, uh, suspenseful, creepy is what I'm going with. You know, shout out to all the actors and actresses in that movie. Perfectly fine. Check out my YouTube channel, uh, Nerdy's Umbrella. Until next time, I'm Nerdy, and you guys have a great one.